Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Tape Measure Takes, episode 48. As always, it is your host, Rai Rai, once again joined by Chris, a.k.a. Schwebzy. Hi, friends. And joining us today, we have one of the MLB The Show creators, Twitch partner, and all around one of the coolest, if not most, down-to-earth guys on Twitch, Mills. Uh, I mean, I, I have my moments, but yeah, I appreciate it, guys. It's a uh, pleasure to be on. Yeah, it's great. Happy great. To have to, you. Yeah, great to have you. Thank you for joining us. Um, we noticed something going on 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 Facebook and Twitter. Uh, a lot of our friends and listeners are picking up MLB the show for the first time this year to fill the gap. The the lack of baseball has kind of left in some people, and I thought who better to have on than Mills who is one of the best, if not the best, franchise streamers to kind of talk about this. So getting into this, for first-timers to the show and or sports gaming in general, um, where do you think people should start, franchise or March to October, which is kind of a, a shorter mode and kind of less involved than franchise in some aspects? If people are doing first time, I think there's two places to really start with the show. Um, I think March to October is a, is a much better intro to the franchise point of because franchise can be very overbearing and very yeah. hard to get into all the minutia and can be very long. I mean, it's 162 games for one season. Then you get into the off season, which has. As baseball fans, we all know there are a ton of different little rules. Well, one of the things the show is really good at is little things. They include all of these little rules into that. So March to October will take you through one season in about eight to twelve hours. It'll offer you trades. It'll off. It'll take care of all the rules underneath of it, and say here, make the World Series. Or if you don't, you can take that team and put it into franchise mode for your second year. Great entry point. The other place I would say that people should start off in is road to the show which is kind of their superstar mode that a lot of people kind of like to live out your live out your journey moving from like the minor leagues um, being drafted from a team and then going into the majors as just your player with relationships and and going through that that program um, is a great way to start as well learn the game yeah I had I had franchise down in my notes is you can get overwhelmed with menial tasks very easily very easily um yeah the, the, there's scouting going on there's free agency going on constantly there are trades going on uh, i mean in the off season like how many people know what the super two is and at that point if you're playing three years of franchise like you have to know what the super two rule is you have to know what um re-signing your players is you have to know when what players you can resign what's players you can just you know have until december 2nd what you see the detail 40, already 40, into, right? 40, 40 man rosters protect them in the rule five draft the rule five draft I mean, all even, sorts of even stuff like the players that you have in your minor leagues that you can just uh resign for the minimum and, yeah. and not realizing that that process in itself can take up to a half hour um just resigning them because you have to offer them a minimum it doesn't really tell you that you have to resign them or you have to offer them by a certain date then you resign them by a later date it's just one of those things that you really have to play with a couple times before you get get under your you know you get your hands dirty in. Yeah. yeah. So if you've ever complained about like how your GM handles the teams, like I could do a better job than Brody, then uh, yeah, this is this is your uh, this is your mode to see if you really could if you really could handle that kind of uh, minutiae. Yeah, I remember like my first time playing franchise when I first got the show like five years ago now. And I went into the offseason and was like, why does it say that I into the offseason? Why does it say I don't have enough minor leaguers in my farm system? And I re-signed no one. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's one of the things that over over the years I've really come to love. Like I love the minutiae about it, but at this point, with only so many so long to play, certain hours to play, you have to really budget out what you do. And like you said, I think March to October does that very well. Yeah, I, I, I really think it does. And the improvements this year, outside of just if you're getting this for single player, but the fact they added reward gates this year rather than it being an all-or-nothing mode, if you're thinking about transitioning into Diamond Dynasty, is also really, really cool, too. Yeah, so I was doing my I was doing my March to October with the Mets, and I was in Game 7 of the World Series, and if this was last year, 
I'd be terrified, like, oh my god, was this all for nothing if I lose this game? Uh, but this year, you know, it's like, oh, I already got, like, 30 points. Like, if I lose this, it's not the end of the world. And, uh, yeah, it's it's really nice that they added that that kind of a, that safety net for uh, MTO. Well, and that allows people to play March to October to branch into different things. Like I said, you can branch into franchise um, at the end of it. But if you want to go into the Diamond Dynasty mode, as you said, last year it was all or nothing with March to October. You either won the World Series and got everything or didn't and got nothing. Whereas this year, you know, you have those team affinity points that go to whatever your favorite team in March to October is, you know, help you with some cards there with some icons with some sounds like stadium sounds that are authentic to the stadium that you um your team plays in i love that they gated like the all-star break the, the end of the season so even if you don't make the playoffs you're still getting points depending on your performance so like let's say you're the orioles you know <laughs> prayer prayers out you, you don't have to even make the playoffs to get your top rewards for the season to meet performance i think you have to win 70 games uh, to, to get very like top in season rewards so even that playing that a couple times and getting better each time so you never know and, and that's one of the better things they've done this year win number 70 is the orioles world series this year As saying, win number 70 i would be ecstatic i mean after a seven win increase last year I, like 70 wins would be with, with the team that they have built out now that would bring young guys up and just balling out would have to happen for 70 wins yeah, I, I think the actual coolest part about March to October and why I did play it a couple times last year, even though it was all or nothing and I didn't win the World Series either one, was the fact that I could then translate it into a franchise, which is the single-player mode that I probably play the most. What I, I had down here is I think if you're going in as a fan of one of the teams in the top two brackets— March to October is definitely the way to go. If you're in the bottom two, I'd almost say you could do March to October and transition it to franchise, but you might be disappointed with the results and going through a full franchise and trying to dig through the minutia and try not to get overwhelmed in franchise might actually be the better option for some of the rebuilding teams if you want to go that way. Because, you know, can sell players rather than, you know, acquire players in MTO with the trade system. Yeah, and that's one of the things that they added this year with, with like you said, the trade management system. Um, you can uh, you can target player archetypes. So one of the awesome things about that is it's not just hitter, batter, pitcher. It also has two options to target prospects. Yeah. So you can use this mode as a lot of people that do rebuilds for content kind of speed through the first season because you know you're going to lose games and that's not as gameplay of lost games is not as interesting as getting through like a story of that first season and then picking up where that where that leaves off so you can target prospects with this trade away maybe some of your better players um for for guys that are going to help you down the road get through that first season even quicker so you can get to that first off season where you don't lose the only thing you lose out on in march to october is is the june draft um, that's still not yeah. in. That's something. That's something I've kind of given feedback that I'd like to see in another year. But you, then you can get to that franchise rebuild. Yeah, uh, I I would actually really like to see a June draft because it's it's happened a couple times where teams have actually called guys up in September that they've drafted that June and have made you know postseason rosters too. Um, I think David Price in 08 with the Rays is probably the best example of that. Um. But yeah, yeah, that would be that would be really cool. It's rare, but it does happen. Yeah, yeah. Definitely having more, more control over. I know one of the goals of March to October is to have a guided experience for people that maybe again we talk about the minutia that don't know a lot about the minutia. But I would love to see an option to include things like the draft, like like a, including that minutia while still giving the option of speeding through the season like that. Yeah. It, and they and they tried to do that in franchise last year with the I think it was the play the important moments option, but it was like every time a game went to extra innings, every time it was tied in the ninth inning, it was ultimately a lot of games. So I would like to see something in between what March to October is and what that is in franchise. That would be pretty cool. 
Well, and the other part of March to October that I really like is that when you win in the situations of March to October, you actually give yourself some momentum to win in the simulations. It's not just, well, I won this critical situation in franchise mode and I'm playing, you know, a week and a half later. Um, my team may have lost all seven of those games. Whereas in March to October, if you win, you get these little fireballs that kind of like push your team into some momentum or if you lose it pushes your team into losing some more than maybe you would have so i like the extra control during simulation you have as well yeah it de it, it it definitely makes you feel like you're having an impact on it by playing the moments and doing well in it which is a really really cool good thing in that mode um well one quibble i i like that the uh, i like the icon like you know you got momentum you're on fire here's this picture of fire but then you get more momentum and instead of like a different more like furious fire it's just slightly larger fire every time the circle gets slightly bigger at some point you have your dragon ball z spirit bomb to rain down on all of your opponents <laughs> exactly you mean what i would have had in my 127 win race season mto that is insane and, and you know what one of these days the rays the rays are going to do that and we're all going to look at that and go and they're still playing in that stadium yeah, I and, and they're still not going to have any good players in MLB The Show. I I mean they have faced the franchise Blake they, Snell. They got they got Snell Morton and uh, Meadows, and other than that, it's like yeah, uh, yeah. Lo's a, a nice silver bobber. Unfortunately, um, uh, I I unfortunately have not dug into franchise yet this year. I normally rate for some of the historic rosters to come out before I really do. Um, do they still have when you start the game? up and i forgot if they added this last year or in 18 where you have like the three panels and you can turn things on and off when you jump into franchise to kind of automate some of the finer details so you don't get overwhelmed uh you can it, it pops up with it, it's like scouting there's like a scouting panel a roster management panel and like an other things panel and then from there those those are the three panels that pop up and then from there you can actually go into um, more granulated what you want turned on and off for man for yeah, organization in settings mode settings i think is where it is yep. um when they added that that three panel system to the front of it i i thought that was a really great addition because it can let people be like yeah i just want the cpu to handle all this stuff i just want to play the games which right. is yeah, play, yeah playing the way you want is really important and that's one of the things the show does well. And I think that's one of the reasons that March to October was even introduced was that, hey, let's let's give people different options on how they want to play this game, um, especially, you know, especially in a mode where you're trying to recreate seasons like that. Yeah, I think the the one thing that the more you talk about the game and the more like you, you play the game, you'll understand is it lets you have the experience you want, whether that's multiplayer or single player or whatever and it's kind of brilliant in that way in that if this is your first year to the show and you are trying to fill that baseball experience you can get that so many different ways and again like i said you, they're very they're very good about that and they're very good about not taking those ways out a lot of a lot of the games will introduce new options and take the old options out whereas the show will say hey listen we know we have players that have played this game for years that really have a set way of playing we're going to introduce the other options for newer players that new, older players can try if they want but we're not going to remove that older stuff for them as well so that's again franchise mode is still sitting there even though march to october was introduced uh, Ro uh road of the show is there like diamond dynasty is there for online there's also diamond dynasty a ton of offline content they keep adding for players that don't want to play online head to head yes Mo moments was huge was a huge addition to the game and they're oh. actually very fun. Right. And yeah. moments and then like showdown mode this year, I think were added like as, as huge ways to do offline content. Yeah, I, I definitely think they're they're making strides. And, and the other thing is, I didn't even think about this as an option. If you're diving in the show for the first time, you can do a custom league with the active rosters for your teams with your friends if you want to, yes. to kind of mix the two. I think last year, uh, last year, I think my biggest complaint was that they introduced these new modes but they were kind of lackluster it's like moments got really tedious by the end of the season um uh, well, uh march to october like i started mine and never finished it but 
And one of the things that I said towards the end of the year was that they had these really great ideas and now they've had a year of feedback. So I'm really excited to see what they do with that feedback and improve those modes that they brought in. And we've, we're, we're seeing the result of that. March to October is much better. Uh, they've taken you know years of bring back online franchise feedback and brought back a different uh, variation of that, which people seem to like the, the custom uh, custom leagues. I'm I'm in one and I'm really enjoying myself. I'm I'm uh, playing with a, a pretty sizable community of uh, MLB fans and it's, it's a lot of fun. And remember, if March to October has made these strides in one year, now you're talking about these online leagues that are custom leagues where you can play with the live 40 man at the time or you can play with the diamond dynasty team that's a very basic structure right now it's a very you can tell it's a very outlined structure that, that is there to for just to be used and be easy to use imagine what they're going to be able to do option wise in a year from now um especially moving to like next gen and and those kind of things what they're going to be able to do with those custom leagues um i'm just i'm really excited for that portion of it i'm not a huge online head-to-head -head guy but if they introduce like custom leagues with persistent rosters with progression and regression and that kind of stuff and free agency, I'd, I'd be geeked out for that kind of stuff. That would be incredible. Also, fantasy draft would be amazing, too. Although they kind for, of have that with Diamond Dynasty. Yeah, but for, I agree with you. But for the live 40, man, I think that's the one glaring um, missing spot right now for is that. Yeah, I remember when they, they announced it in, in chat, and you were probably in the stream, too. As soon as they announced, like, yeah, you can play with the custom 40-mans, fantasy draft question mark all the way down in the Twitch chat. Um, I feel like it's a really great mode. I'm in a league. I'm in two leagues. I'm playing on Legend and Hall of Fame just to try and get, like, my skill up because this year has been all about skill gap in, in player versus player. But I feel like it was it's a great addition to that because... You know, you can have four or five friends that aren't new to the show that have had it for two, three, four, five, ten years or whatever. They can bring you in as a new time player and kind of help you and guide you and teach you through this custom leagues mode. Not only kind of how to play, but also like how to build and team and pitch and hit. And I think that's so actually cool. Yep. And again, it's what they're really good at. They're very, very good at creating situations in the game for all levels of player um whether you're a new player like the like beginner difficulty dynamic difficulty all these different ways of teaching you the game and and making you better at the game even if whatever time you know sync you have to put into it right i think dynamic is is huge in helping that too mm-hmm that was and I think the, the tuning they've done to the dy dynamic difficulty um I, they don't really publicize this but before dynamic difficulty was always about what your results were and now it takes into account like the entire bat it's not just hey you got a base hit we're gonna move it up hey you, you struck out we're gonna move it down it's if you have a good at bat your dynamic and still get out your dynamic difficulty can still go up That's um, cool. which which is a huge tuning point for me because wow I, I, well i felt like i was doing a lot of you know I could take a lot of pitches and have like eight pitch bats and fail and they would move it down. I was like, that's really not like, that's not really where it should happen. If I have a good at bat, it should recognize that. And they've done some tuning for that, which is really cool. I had, I had no idea. I only briefly played on it last year and kind of noticed that and immediately just went back to all-star or hall of fame for road to the show. I don't remember, but the fact they've done that is actually incredible. Like I, I love that as a teaching tool even more now. Yeah, like results-based tuning is not perfect in baseball because uh, uh, baseball results are not perfect because you can you can perfect perfect line out like that happens in real life that happens in the game constantly. So it's it's good that they're taking uh, the the components of an at bat into you know consideration more than just the result. Right, and the same thing with the pitching, and it's like they say, you know. Hall of Famers succeed 30% of the time in baseball. Um, it's the same thing with the pitching, though. It's like if you have yeah. really good pitching, a really good pitching at bat, and maybe an error lets a guy on. Previously, that would lower your that would lower your um, difficulty level um, progressively, obviously. But now, if you have like a two pitch at bat and the guy you jam the guy to right field, there's a chance that will go up now. Yeah, I think I think Ken Burns said it best in in baseball in episode one or inning first inning. The greatest players of all time failed seventy percent of the time. 
it's it's so awesome as this is like the one yearly sports game I get. Like occasionally, like every other year, I'll buy Madden or, or NHL, but I get the show every year, and every year I'm constantly impressed with how much they make it new, not only for like advanced players or the top five percent of players, but every year they're making strides to try to bring more people in and the most exciting thing is obviously the multi-platform is coming at some point because for so long it's been a sony exclusive and to see more people join the first timers club in terms of mlb the show will be will be special and it's really cool because and i say this a lot we we're heavy on social media a lot of what we do is social media um podcast people listening to this podcast right now you're probably in the top five percent of baseball fans or even even MLB the show fans um but they that's there's a whole huge other audience of people that don't use social media or don't get on looking for hardcore ways to play the game and that they they have to still serve those people they had seven million different users last year that have that played the game for the first time and (laughs) on social media there's like a couple thousand so that you have to remember that hitting a baseball is the hardest thing in sports so and they have they're trying to simulate that while at the same time make a fun experience for people that have never done that before yeah so we, we and we get to see a lot of the frustration of oh you mean to make the game harder you need to make the game harder and but see it's what the things thing it does so well is it, it makes the game harder for them for the for the top five percent but it still makes it fun for everybody else and that's the most important thing i think a sports video game can do and remember is that it's still a video game it's supposed to be fun yeah i think i think the thing that actually blows my mind to go completely off topic for a second with the show is they went with diamond dynasty like five five six years ago now for the first time and to see how far they've come being two or three years behind madden with mutt and uh fifa ultimate team and stuff to see where they are now it's 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 mind-blowing, and I can't wait to see what they do when they have the opportunity to go multi-platform with this game. Yeah, uh, to touch on something I said earlier, it's like you can you can kind of see where their, uh, their, their trains of thought are going with their development. It's like, wh- what was one of the biggest complaints with Diamond Dynasty content last year? It's the, the SIG series cards everyone there were too many six series the they looked too similar and like every single guy had a six series and they were juiced and that was purely an overcorrection for the year before with the immortals and now this year we're what we're we're a bit into the game and we've only seen what two six series uh hal and uh hal and ryan sandberg Am I missing one, Ray? Craig Biggio and collections. Biggio, Biggio, right? Sorry, I'm not. I'm not good enough to have Craig Biggio yet with the market. But uh, you, you can, you can see where their heads at, and you can, you know, you could see them tweaking. Not exactly in real time, but year to year, you can see the tweaks and you know track where they're going with things. And I don't envy them the having to balance, you know, newbies and hardcore players, because that's got to be an absolute nightmare. But I think they do a pretty good job of it. Well, and it being a fantasy mode, I think they also want to increase access to a player's favorite player. Mm-hmm. Um, that's and that's why they have multiple versions of the players. But like you said, signature cards they end up being very prevalent very early last year. Um, and I think that was a it was a problem. Um, but I also thought that lineups were diverse enough for the hardcore side that you know they were, had all these ninety nine cards. It was just really hard to tell them apart sometimes. Yeah. But you could use there was a bunch of different lineups at the end. There were there were yeah. some stalwarts. There were some stalwarts, but there were a lot of people using a lot of different lineups because of of the the perceived meta of the game. I think one of the hardest things they they have in Diamond Dynasty to challenge every year is keeping lineups diverse and kind of that progression, as you said. Like when when do they start introducing the ninety nines? When do they say okay, well, there's a ninety nine at each position now? Um, when is when are the 99s gonna when you have better 99s are there 99s that are worth playing like contact hitters up until last year really didn't matter a whole lot and now last year contact hitters started meaning something and this year they mean a little bit more and power is still the meta but you know you can make uh you can make lower end players better by allowing them to have contact speed guys that are that are effective in the game still so 
it is is a very very light touch that they have to continually balance year to year and so far this year like you said there's only a couple signature series cards out there but even the signature series cards that are out there are kind of extended out like you said Biggio is, a, is an entire al collection award um the the new hauser is like a i think you have to be level 80 which means at this point if you're level 80 you're in the hardcore like you've played this game enough to where you're, you, it takes a while to get to that like all these cards and even the sandberg same thing is like silver, silver one, one yeah yeah but, which is which is 20 levels past the 80 so yeah i think they're very good job of hey if you want to be hardcore and want to get to these that's cool but at some point they're going to start introducing cards which are not easier to get to but another path to get to I, I think my biggest my biggest complaint, I think that says what a good game MLB The Show 19 was, was the SIG series card art. Was It was all the same. It was, it looked like a card, like if a card company released that as like a set, like I'd be like, cool, I might get one or two breaks from it or I might do that, but I'm not going to be interested in this product long term because it's all the same. And they went so far the other direction and blew my mind with the art they did this year with all the different good. series. It's incredible with the Prime, the Academy Award cards, the new Sig series art. It's it's a complete 180 in the best possible way. And that's just after one year of feedback on it. Well, yeah, and the, and the evolution, the evolution cards now that where you can start with like silver and move them up to a diamond or bringing them back. Or, right. Or the prestige cards. Like, oh, Prestige yeah. is, a, is a brand new thing where you can take some of those higher end cards, you do online stats of them. And they had this like glowing ruby diamond. Uh, I think they were calling it blood diamond at one point. It's kind of glowing in the top end. Because yeah. one of the cool things, we're baseball fans. Yeah. Everyone yeah. that's a baseball fan is either stat based or like baseball cards. Baseball cards were a huge part of people's childhood. And they really institute that in this mode where they're showing actual baseball cards from the player's career, but also instituting these really cool card arts for new kind of cards as you said and the baseball card collector in us maybe maybe it's not even a player you want to put on your field maybe it's just the card you want to collect digitally in your game which is a whole nother world in yeah the United States. yeah whole whole other level i actually really love the prestige system i i hated how big some of the stat grinds were in 17 and 18 but some of the smaller ones were actually really really fun and they kind of struck a balance between that with prestige and it's in a really really good cool place for those cards right and and that's the thing is like i like i didn't like the i think it was the immortal grind when you wanted to get immortal cards the stat grind from that but oh yeah there were some people that did there were some people that really enjoyed that grind and i think this gives those users a little bit to do with with hey look we'll give you all these stats you can grind if you really want them but if you don't the player isn't that much better um, it, it's just kind of like a, it's like a min-maxed version of the player of a really good player as opposed to you know an entirely new card. Right. I think that's the huge difference is it's option. It's an optional stat grind that I think a lot more people are going to do than they realize, or they they're a lot of people are thinking they're not going to do it and end up doing it anyway. Yeah, like I'm not even I'm not even trying that hard to go for that Oswald Blood Diamond. Uh, me, me and Rai Rai have had some arguments on what to call it. I said Ruby initially. I think that's because I'm somewhat adjacent to NBA 2K. But uh, Rai Rai, what did you say? I just called him Prestige. Prestige, yeah. So I don't I don't like Prestige because that that to me that brings back memories of Call of Duty and resetting the whole thing. And we're yeah, we're not resetting. We're making it better. So it was uh, yeah it was Ruby for me. Yeah, fair. But it was so it was so funny. Like I wasn't even thinking about doing the stat grind, and then like after like my third start with Oswald, I got a program reward, and I was like, "What?" And I went in, and sure enough, I had like the first tier of strikeouts, and I was like, "Okay, it's pretty cool. Never mind. I'm actually gonna do these." And I think the thing I like most about the show is how well year to year they listen to the community and build out things for the community in every single mode across everything um i think the greatest example is road to the show being like completely blown up and and getting a whole new thing when they had a three-year roadmap already and they're like now we can do this better well the other thing is i think they do i think that they are very very good and you know with some exceptions they're very very good at not like making a quick decision even though the community is talking 
Um, they're they're very good, especially this year. They've got an entire stats based system now that they can pull information from in the game from millions of user swings, whether it be offline or online. They, they can separate it in mode. It's funny because it's a baseball game. Baseball is so stats based over the years, and they're using a stats based system to make sure when they decide to make a change in game um, that will that will affect gameplay, they're going to have stats to back it up. Now they're going to say, "Hey, look, hitting's too easy. We need to we need to back it down a little bit." Hey, look, people are not hitting their spots enough for pitching. So version one point oh one point oh five an update just came out they were like hey let's give them perfect perfect pitching and a little more accuracy so that's that's one of the cool things is listen to the community but have your stats to back it up go both ways because a lot of times the community can be very overbearing on one problem like a lot of people can see one person complaining about a problem and kind of push behind that person and if they don't yeah. and, and sometimes that's a that you know I'm, I'm a creator listen creators can have a very large voice because they have a large following Sometimes if I decide to get on my horse about something and say, hey, look, this is wrong and it's not necessarily wrong, I might have a backing that shouldn't be listened to. So that they have to have a stats base, which is, you know, checks and balances for these updates, which is very good, I think. Yeah, I, I definitely think they've been really, really good with the patches so far this year, too, is just like a, a, you know, last touch note is, you know, everybody was hitting everything the first couple days. Like, I was playing ranked seasons in the 500s, and it was like 14 to 12 final scores and stuff. And they turned it back, and everybody was like, yeah, but hitting was so good. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not really baseball scores. And so it's kind of always interesting to see these balancing acts they do and how well they've gotten at it really over the last three or four years that I've, I've played Diamond Dynasty consistently. Well, and the other part of that is... They're, they're, they were quick on these, but also accurate. Like, you're right. The first, when the, when the game dropped and that day one patch dropped, hitting was fun, but it was really, really easy for even, even regular, like, users, not, like, just the top end. You were, get, you were getting, like, double-digit games all throughout Twitch. Like, that's what we were watching. Yeah. And while it was fun, I agree that it was fun to a lot of people, eventually people were already starting to go man pitching really is is tough like it's like well pitching's that tough we're gonna have to they have to do something and that's what they, that's where the second patch comes out where they drop hitting a little bit and then now the patch that just came out this week kind of brings hitting exit velocities up but also allows pitching to buff a little bit so they're, they're trying to find that balance work that and that's a it's a very key thing is to continually work on that until they find a good balance yeah, I remember, like, my third or fourth ranked seasons game uh, on the first patch, like, day two or three, and, like, I hit eight bombs off the 88 Greg Maddox in the first inning, and I'm like, I just made that guy sell his card after this game, and I feel bad about it. Like, what's going on here? Like, these sinkers and fastballs should not be doing this, and and they kind of were, were quick to the trigger, but not too hard on the trigger that they pulled, which well was nice to see. I really liked this most recent change um, because so they what, what they did was they made your if you throw a good pitch on your meter they made the variation not as wide so the pitch is more likely to wind up where you intended it to and that is a huge buff because uh, you know if, if the pitch is going exactly where you intend it to generally it's going to be hard for the batter to hit it because you're never going to throw a pitch that you think the batter can hit so it's really encouraging to me that they also buff the hitting a little bit along with it because if the pitching change works the way they intended it to yeah batters are probably going to need some help so it's i, I like that they thought a step ahead well, and what they did was was i think what they did was smart as well because the first where they brought the hitting down they brought like there was more swing and misses um but they also brought the exit velocities down so they brought power and the um and the actual swing mechanic down with this most recent patch as you said they ended up you still have to get your pci on the ball but if you do you are rewarded more for that happening where whereas the pitchers weren't rewarded for hitting you know their spots as well now they're now both sides are being rewarded and for an online competitive game 
and this, by the way, all the changes we're talking about happened to the online side, not the offline side. The offline yes. side, I think, offline hitting is very, very good where it is right now, I believe. Oh, um, yeah. Where, where they're trying to simulate a baseball game. But oh, yeah. online, you want to have that, that user skill gap. You want to have user skill matter a little bit more than, than so much the ratings. Um, so I think what they're doing is allowing these bonuses for people that put the time in, the work in to really learn the mechanics. Yeah, I, I was noticing with guys like that were balanced like Buster Posey and stuff, I was getting after the last patch a lot of like bloop singles and stuff into the what should be into the gaps, and after the patch, it's doubles. They're going to the wall now with just that little bit of change that they did. And so it was really interesting to see like, oh yeah, you know, this actually is kind of working in in real time with like real experience because sometimes they change things and you're like, I don't notice the difference because it's not that, but with this it definitely was. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then again, the separation of making sure, and that's what Buster Posey is. Like Buster Posey, he shouldn't be hitting a bunch of bombs, but he also shouldn't be hitting like weak liners either. Like he's he's a gap hitter. He was a gap power hitter. So that and he, that helps with, you know, really their rating system, showing that their rating system works and then making it happen in game. Um, and that shows like their separation. Like he said a balance hitter should be mostly gap power. A power hitter should be those guys that hit the ball you know, 20 rows deep. Yeah, but when you hang a slider in the middle of the zone to Buster Posey, I'm going to, you know, you're going to hit it 400 feet if you're on it with your PCI, which also happens in this game. So it's 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 really fascinating to see, like, this game play out like real baseball now, which is weird and cool <laughs> and also at the really, same time, really like, great. unique thing, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Let's, let's have a baseball game, right? <laughs> yeah, let's have a baseball game, you know, online that actually plays, like, real baseball. It's fa- It's fascinating. You know, like eighteen. What was it? Was it seventeen? Just late B grade, or was that eighteen? I don't remember. Oh, that, that was, was that was eighteen. That was eighteen. But and now it's like, oh, just late. Uh, you're hitting a bloop single, or you know, it's gonna be a pop up to the third baseman or whatever. And it's like, oh, that actually would have happened in real life. And I think that's kind of in- incredible that they've gotten there. You know, after three years of the new hitting system. This is year three of the new hitting system. Yeah, actual I, I engine. Re- yeah. They said it would take them some time to get it right, and it does seem to get better year by year. I, I remember the stream they announced that the bat was going to be round and the ball was going to be round in the actual, like, physics engine. And they're like, yeah, it's going to take us three to four years to get this to work. And, like, the first year was 18, and everybody was complaining about it. I'm like, Didn't nobody listened. Well, what's funny is I have a command in my chat the first the first year they did that because um, there was, when you ever hit a ball down either line, the hook was overpowered. Like, it would overly... Hook, hook foul if you hit something with power down the line i have like a physics command in my chat where it's like ball physics is the worst thing to ever be introduced just tongue-in-cheek because every time i hit a ball because it was always early or really late on something every time i hit something every time i had like a 500 foot shot it would be foul and out of the stadium so yeah just to see that from 18 to now it's 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 or yeah to 18 to now it's 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 awesome so i think we're we're running a bit long here i think so Mills, before we let you go, uh, I would like to know what what's just give me give me your overall impression of the game. How how do you feel about the game this year compared to last year? Like what, what's your what's your favorite mode? What are you doing right now? I, I'm constantly playing March to October or, or Showdown. Um, the challenge of Showdown and the the rewards from Showdown for Diamond Dynasty, and then March to October, most of the content I create right now, I, I'm I like to dab, dabble around in storytelling, and I think March to October allows me to do that and keep audience's attention over a couple of streams at a time um eventually we're going to do a franchise mode which i think is the mode that's lacking the most in in innovation right now but i also understand why it's the oldest mode they're trying to get march october to be that new the new baby the new you know we're gonna add all the new stuff in so right now march october i think is the most fun that i've had playing this game in years and i don't say that very lightly so i think the game is a very good place right now I think competitive hitter batter interface. They're still going to tweak some more things coming up here, um, rightfully. Uh, but I think it's a I, just it's it's such a good place. There's so much content. It's one of those things. It's just like real baseball. If you don't know real baseball and you step into the show, it can be very overwhelming with how much there is to do. But then you start understanding what everything is. You can go, wow, there's a lot to do, <laughs> and it's just one of those games that really pays off for you. Yeah, I think that's definitely 
definitely a good way to wrap it up. All right, so Hot One Style, pl- plug everything. Where can people find you? Where can the people follow you? Oh, it's uh, twitch.tv slash mills. Um, we're playing mostly baseball these days, but any kind of sports game you'll normally find there, Madden, MLB. Um, also on Twitter, twi- uh, twitter.com slash mills twitch, where I, I try not to hot take too much about the Orioles and cry. <laughs> Sorry. We don't shun hot takes here. No, we don't. That's kind of my thing, or our thing, rather. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. This was absolutely a treat. Absolutely, man. It was my, my pleasure. My pleasure. And you know, we'll run it back sometime. All right. Sounds good, man. Sounds good. You know, when the Orioles win 70 games, we'll have you on this year again. It won't be this year with a shortened season. Hopefully a shortened season. World Hopefully a shortened season. Have 70 wins. <laughs> yeah, that's actually might that actually might be true. Um, yeah, thanks. Once again, thanks to Mills for coming on it and talking to us kind of about everything related to MLB The Show. Unintended. We do have one other thing we wanted to get to today and then a little side note also on MLB The Show at the end. But the MLB and the MLBPA uh, have come to an agreement on a shortened season. Um, They're talking about between 100 and 110 games, weekly doubleheaders into the schedule, um, possibly every five to six days, actually, rather than just weekly. Um, the schedule is tentatively going to go into October, and they're talking about Miami or Arizona for a neutral site World Series in November. Yeah, you you can't have a November World Series in, say, Minnesota. And that's a team that yeah. has a legitimate shot at things. So it's, you know, you you have to eliminate that possibility off the bat. They've been talking about doing a neutral site or two neutral site, one AL, one NL stadium, for a while about trying to get some of the southern cities into dome stadiums in in the north involved in this. So I'm not surprised that this is them testing the waters with it. So I feel pretty strongly about this where I, it you know, it's fine this year. It's a pandemic you know, we need to we need to take measures, and I would like the season to be as regular as possible. So yeah, let's let's have a World Series. If it has to be in the South, great. Put it in the South, where it's warmer. Mm-hmm. But I really, really, really hope this doesn't set a precedent. I know uh, Scott Boris wants a neutral site World Series. I would hate that every year because it, it's you know, Super Bowl fine. The Super Bowl is an extravaganza. Like the World Series is like. A, a week-long event it's a series so you've got two home field advantages and it would just it would kill me if like the Mets ever made the World Series again I'm gonna say go. I'm gonna say what you I thought you were gonna say but I think you might be too afraid to say what? whoever sells tickets and travels better has home field advantage in all seven games and that's the problem so I don't care I, I don't I I think with the World Series like it matters are, less yeah, people are gonna people are gonna buy their tickets. Like, I don't, I don't think you're gonna have any any fan ex- unless like Tampa Bay makes the World Series. Like, if if it's and like, they somehow Tampa- have home games. <laughs> yeah. So like, if it's Tampa Bay versus L.A., yeah, I'm pretty sure that Tampa Bay Stadium is gonna be full of Dodgers fans. But yeah. That's like that's a pretty that's an an outlier case. Like, there's yeah. there's very there's very few fans fan bases who I think won't fill up their stadium. Of course, also, we had the weirdest World Series ever. We've had 115 of them, and it took until 2019 for uh, the home team to lose every single game in the World Series. So, like, it, it matters somewhat. Um, I I think this is the year to try it out if you're going to try it out, though, um, because obviously things, situations different. Things are, are, are sideways, to be quite yeah. frank, and so that's kind of the thing. Yeah. And so other than the World Series, there's also the players to take into account. There is service time. There is salaries. So that's been written into this deal. Yeah. So they've got $170 million up front to the PA for salary for April and May. And it actually doesn't all go to the PA. Part of that $170 million is also for the teams to cover, I think it's 60% of the minor leaguers' salaries, which is more than they were. the teams were actually going to pay them. So that's great. The also in this deal, and I think this is about as good as the players can get. They get four or five percent of their total salary, but a hundred percent of service time if the season is entirely canceled. And four or five percent doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're talking millions, that's a, it's a you know, it's a good amount. 
for I mean, not when, doing anything. I mean, when you're talking about you know people that are playing on rookie minimum who are going to make forty or fifty thousand dollars, it kind of hurts. But I also understand because of the mega contract structure we have in MLB that this was probably about as good of a deal as they were going to get. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think, you know, in a perfect world, I think they would have differentiated between pre-arb and post-arb players. That was actually their original plan. I forgot if it was Jeff Pisan or not who tweeted about this. The original PA um, proposal had 20% if you were making 500000 and then went up to like 4 or 5% at like uh, $2.9 or $3.1 million. And anything over was 4 or 5%. And so I'm not surprised they wanted the lower number. Um, I hate to All say right. it, but compared to like other things, MLB owners are kind of like notoriously cheap. So the service time is super relevant because before this, we were looking at a realistic possibility that the season got scrapped and Mookie Betts never played a game for the Dodgers. That would happen if they that don't play could, a game this year. Yeah, right. So now um, that's that's not going to happen. Everyone's going to get their year of service time. So uh, that's going to impact arbitration. That's going to impact uh, yes. that's going to that's going to impact the the pre-arbitration guys uh, it's going to have a it's i just hate I, I hate losing the year i just i i just i'm so terrified that we're going to yeah. lose the season they they are not going to play the games as long as mass gatherings are banned and that games do not pose a serious health risk for reinfection and i read those two rules in this agreement and my first thought was See you guys in 2022. Yeah. Uh, something I recently read was that Duke anticipates another two to three months of lockdown. And if that's the case, we probably don't have a season. Um, also, not in the agreement, but the owners... Actually, not even the owners. The owners don't like this either. Um, as he will always reflectionally be referred to on the show. Uh, Commissioner Dipshit... Um, also wants to try his new 14-team postseason format this year. This is dumb, and I hate it. Yeah, that's what we said the last time we talked about it, so I think we're going to move on from that. Yeah, I don't think it's worth... It's not. It's not, it's not worth the vibrations of the vocal the, cords. The the worst year to try that in, literally. Well, it's, it's already the worst timeline. Let's just pile on. Yeah, exactly. Um, Going to quickly move on to MLB, the show, and kind of wrap kind of wrap this up here. Um. The Prospect Series, they did three sets. Set three came out, which is the final set for now. I feel like we're going to get more cards in the future, though. Um, it ended with a baller two-way player, Brandon McKay, uh, card in the pack, and Wander Franco is the 21-card collection reward. M McKay is like Otani Light. Yes. But, uh, so... I love that Wander is the 21 reward. Sorry, I just, like, winked, but I just read your first note. <laughs> yeah, Jared Klinik's in the game, finally. Not as, as a Mariners prospect. In our notes, I just I stuck a little frowny face in there after Kellenic. I just but, saw that. Uh, <laughs> so I like that Wander Franco is the 21-card reward. He's deserving. He's the best prospect in the game by far. And, you know, he should be the pinnacle prospect reward. Yes. But... But he costs like a. If you wanted to get all twenty-one of the prospects required to get that collection reward, it's gonna cost you like six hundred fifty k. Eyeballing it. Uh, Daddy Daddy Dimu spent seven hundred and twenty-four k stubs doing it yesterday. Oh, that's a pretty decent eyeball by me then. Yeah, but yeah, it's very so good. Mackenzie Gore is the second tier reward, and he's the best pitching prospect in the game by some, uh, according to some outlets. And he's it costs like 150k to get him. Yeah, fine. You know that's that's what an expensive card costs. But 650k is wild. You know what I'm? You know why I'm okay with this though? Why? It it it's something for the whales to blow their stubs on early in the year. I guess you know we don't know. I don't. I wonder what they're gonna do with monthly rewards. Like we, there's so many uncertainties with the actual baseball season up in the air. Like, what are they gonna do for live content? What are they gonna? Are, you know, I. I think you and I have already talked about this idea on the podcast. I don't remember if we did or not. I would love to see them do best of April cards hmm. from 19 yeah, like, going back to the first year they did in 16. Get a, get a Chris Shelton 
April card when he hit like 12 home runs in April years ago. The Eric Thames and Ryan Zimmerman from 2018 would just be mind-blowing. And we already saw their willingness to kind of do it in the classic pack. They're actually, they're like, they're blowing through content, I feel like. Like, there's been, there's already been three prospect packs, and we're on our fifth headliner? Which is Ty Cobb, who's already in the game again already. But how are we on our fifth headliner already? It's been like two weeks. They're only doing one, and they're doing them every four days. Wild. Also, the drop rate's lower than it is last year. <laughs> I don't know if anybody noticed that. It was Prices one. Prices seem lower. I bought, a, it I was... bought a couple Gagne's, thinking that I'd be able to flip 8K? it. Nope. Prices yeah. have stayed low. So it was 8K last year. Um, the packs are now one in fifteen or one in twenty for the a diamond instead of one in ten, and um, the chance that the headliner is the diamond is like six or seven times greater than it is in regular packs. Um, I think they've done a really really good job with content. I'm just kind of worried about what's going to come next without a season. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I love the content. It's a lot of cards. Um, but I'm kind of worried about what comes next. Um, and our absolute last note is uh, thanks to the MLBPA for providing entertainment during this crisis. They were in a four-player MLBPA show tournament last night. Oh, yeah. It was so Amir Garrett, Trevor May, Blake Snell. Who am I forgetting? Hunter Pence. Hunter Pence. How could you forget Hunter Pence? I mean, he puts his pants on both legs at the same time. How can you forget him? Um... They also gave all of them a one-of-one 99-juiced one version of themselves. And I think, did every single one of them tweet, finally, the proper rating? Yeah, I, I think. At least, like, two or three of them did. I think Hunter Pence tweeted, wasn't my postseason card like this, too? And I'm like, I don't think they did postseason cards the year you hit the crap out of the ball, Hunter, but but good job. Um, Solid reference, bro. I, I think I have made this joke, or have said this on the podcast, three or four times. But Hunter Pence still has my favorite scouting profile of all time I have ever read. Have you ever read his scouting profile from when he was scouted in high school? I don't think Or his so. senior year or freshman year of college. I forget which one. Um, has the talent to play in the outfield. Swing is awkward. Looks like his elbows are glued to his knees inside a phone booth. <laughs> and the image of that just always gets me. It's really perfect. It, it really actually describes his swing. Um, I think on that bombshell that about wraps up this week for episode 48. Anything you want to add? Nope. Coronavirus sucks. Continues to suck. Um, we're, we're getting more interviews. Um, we have a really, really fun one lined up next week. I don't, I don't want to tease it uh, at all or give anything away. Um, what, what's, the, uh, what's the world? Like, what, the, the world of what? Baseball cards? baseball cards cool collecting um, and af- after that it's kind of a crapshoot for what we're gonna do without a baseball season but uh we're gonna keep on hanging on and hanging in there and um until next week for swebsy this is right where i signing off uh stay safe out there guys